0: We cannot suddenly change our mental outlook and become happy when grief has borne us down. For the broken heart, silence, and shade, that is fair and right. I would say to those who are unhappy, do not try to be happy. You cannot force it. But let peace come to you out of the great world of beauty that calmly surrounds our human suffering. And that speaks to us quietly of God. Genuine laughter is not forced, but we may let it come back into our lives if we know that it is right for it to come. We have all about us instances of the effectiveness of the lighter touch as applied to serious matters. The life of the busy surgeon is a good example. He may be, and usually is, ribbing with sympathy. But if he were to feel too deeply for all his patients, he would soon fail and die. He goes about his work. He puts through a half-dozen operations in a way that would send cold shivers down the back of the uninitiated. And yet, he is accurate and sure as a machine. If he were to take each case upon his mind in a heavy consequential way, if he were to give deep concern to each ligature he ties, and if he were to be constantly afraid of causing pain. He would be a poor surgeon. His work, instead of being clean and sharp, would suffer from over-conscientiousness. He might never finish an operation for fear. His patient would bleed to death. Such a man may be the reverse of flippant. And yet, he may actually enjoy his somber work. Cruel? Bloodthirsty? Not at all. These men, the great surgeons, are as tender as children. But they love their work. They really care very deeply for their patients. The successful ones have the lighter touch, and they have no time for worry. Sometimes we wish to arouse the public conscience, do the long columns of figures, the impressive statistics, wake men to activity. It is rather the keen, bright thrust of the satirist that saves the day. Once in a New England town meeting, there was a booth bin for a much-needed new schoolhouse. By the installation of skylights in the attic, the old building had been made to accommodate the overflow of pupils. The serious speakers in favor of the new building had left the audience cold when a young man arose and said he had been up into the attic and had seen the wonderful skylights that were supposed to meet the needs of the children. I have seen them, he said. We used to call them scuttles when I was a boy. $100,000 was voted for the new schoolhouse. There is a natural gaiety in most of us which helps more than we realize to keep us sound. The pity is that when responsibilities come and hardships come, we repress our lighter selves sternly as though such repression were a duty. Better let us guard the springs of happiness very, very jealously. The whistling boy in the dark street does more than cheer himself on the way. He actually protects himself from evil and brings courage not only to himself, but to those who hear him. I do not hold for false cheerfulness that is sometimes affected, but a brave show of courage and a forlorn hope will sometimes win the day. It is infinitely more likely to win than a too serious realization of the danger of defeat. The show of courage is often not a pretense at all, but victory itself. The need of the world is very great and its human destiny is in our hands. Half of those who could help to right the wrongs are asleep or too selfishly immersed in their own affairs. We need more helpers like my friend of the skylights. Most of us are far too serious. The slumberers will slumber on and the worriers will worry. The serious people will go ponderously about until someone shows them how ridiculous they are and how pitiful.